So believe it or not, this is episode 26, 25, 26 now of the podcast. I didn't, I didn't know if I'd do 10 of them, never mind 26. So we're motoring <laughs> through them. Um, and are we basking in a, I don't know what we're basking in, glory um, is, is, is all I can think of uh, to say. So uh, Mr. Alex Carter is with me and Mr. Richie Daniels is with me. So are we all, are we all feeling after the last two games? Top of the world, tremendous. <laughs> Ditto, top of the world. Literally couldn't ask for more, could we? No. I mean, we will talk about them individually, but I think, you know, that that Coventry game, if we go into that one first, I guess, um, well, I mean, that was just bonkers. <laughs> it's just like, I, I blinked and we were 4-1 up and I didn't know what was going on. It was It was bizarre. Yeah, it was a mental day all round, wasn't it? Um, one of the best away days I've ever been on. Um, I agree. Them since 2006. Um, so there's been a few days to rival it, but that that's right up there. And I would have taken a 1-1. I would have taken, we score, get them to a replay and see what happens in that. But to score four goals, three of those right in front of us. Yeah. Um, and to win for the last 20 minutes was probably the longest 20 minutes of my life. I thought, <laughs> I thought that equaliser was coming, but we held on. Um, and the atmosphere as well in the away end, that's one of the best yeah. away ends I've ever been in as well. It, as well. So what a day. What a I, day. I wrote that on mine. I, I put that it was, it was an amazing away day. I agree. That was one of the best away days I've ever had. Um, yeah. So, Richie, I'm sure you'll echo those thoughts before we get into the yeah. detail and into the nitty-gritty. I can, um, obviously, just to rival that, obviously, just because of my age, but Birmingham away was was an unbelievable experience, and West Ham. Um, but I think this one is higher for me because of where we're at, as in mm. as in a team, what division we're in. Um, obviously, Birmingham, you know, <clears throat> they they weren't in the, in the Premier League then. They were obviously in the Championship. Uh, but... We just from where we've come from, <clears throat> people have got to remember, you know, it was a championship against a non-league team. We're still a non-league team, so it was uh, it was fantastic effort and one we'll never ever forget, wasn't it? No, I agree. Um, so let's 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 have a we'll have a quick look at the details, shall we? So, um, uh, when the team news was announced, I was a little bit surprised because obviously we started with Howard in goal, um, and Hall Johnson came in at right back which surprised me. Cleworth came in. Now, I'd got a message about an hour before, maybe two hours before, to say that Hayden wasn't playing. Um, uh, so I'd got a heads up about that. Um, so Cleworth came in. So we had Cleworth, Tozer and Tunnicliffe, McFadzine. Usual, really, wasn't it? Apart from Hall Johnson and Dolby. Um, so I was a little bit a little bit surprised, really, at some of those selections because, from what we can understand, Dolby wasn't a fitness thing with Ollie. 
Um, he just decided to give him the cup game and give him the opportunity. Um, and obviously, Hall Johnson in for Ford again wasn't, or at least as far as we know, wasn't a fitness thing. Um, Hayden, we believe, is that was a, a hamstring, I think, is what they hinted at. What, what were we thinking when the team came out basically, what, an hour before, wasn't it? Yeah, I was surprised. I thought he'd go full strength. Yeah. So the team he played, but Palmer, Hayden, and Anthony Ford, instead of the three players who came in. Um, slightly disappointed when I seen that he'd made three changes. And I wanted us to go full strength, but yeah. um, it paid off. And some key players had a good rest. Um, whether the Arlie Palmer one was due to personal issues, which we'll probably discuss later, I don't know. Um, but he's played a blinder there, Parky, hasn't he? Putting Dolby in and Dolby scoring the first goal. Fort Hall Johnson was half decent as well. And fair play to Max Clayworth. Not played a league game for God knows how long, but he slotted straight into that back five and didn't look out of place against a the championship team. So disappointed when I first saw the team sheet, but obviously over the moon, we managed to get the win. What were your first thoughts, Richie, when you saw it? I got, well, I had a bit of a hint on Friday. Um, I think Ollie put out a tweet or something on Instagram, didn't he, about um, a couple of changes, didn't he? Um, I seen something Friday night. So I wondered what was, where that would, would lie, with it, if it was him or not. Um, <clears throat> Hayden, <clears throat> for me, as much as, you know, Max is a good defender. I thought, oh, do you know what? I fancied him to get a goal from a set yeah. piece. Yeah. Uh, if I'm being honest, an attacking threat. Dalby, obviously, we didn't rip him to shreds on the last pod, but we We're just said our off. lack of uh, confidence in him, so to speak. But obviously, he's given, he said to him, you're playing the FA Cup games, isn't he? I know he didn't start the Blythe replay, but obviously, um, he was involved, wasn't he, against Oldham, obviously scored. Um, so he's got a bit of it and do you know what that might give him the world of confidence that yeah. might really help him um, to go to a ground like that and score a goal against that opposition you know he might just need a bit of a boost and it might work wonders for the rest of the season but I was a bit when I seen Hall Johnson because obviously I think Ford's been our best player so far all season really um, just pipping certain other individuals but I thought is Hall Johnson he hasn't played a lot of minutes has he is he going to get found out? But, you know, in hindsight, it, it wasn't a bad decision, was it? And that's why he's the manager and we're on this podcast. Maybe. Um, so, obviously, the goals came from Mullin, Dolby, O'Connor and Elliot Lee. Elliot Lee's cross. Uh, I don't think there's any... <laughs> I don't, not sure how people can even question that. I mean, you, it was a, uh, it was definitely a, a cross into a good area that obviously ended up in. Um, I mean... Being at the game, it was weird for the first the first half, really, wasn't it? Because, you know, in a flash, we were 3-1 up. Um, and looking reasonably comfortable, I thought, you know. Uh, Mullin looked like he had the bit between his teeth. You could see that he was comfortable at that level, as was Tom O'Connor uh, and Elliot Lee. I thought those three looked comfortable at that level. And now, the, granted, I think they'd made six changes, I believe. Somebody outside the ground told me. Um, so they looked uh, they looked comfortable at that level, um, and I thought it was interesting because I thought Hall Johnson and McFadzine struggled, um, especially McFadzine. I think you you could you can look at him for one or two. I can't remember now uh, of the goals, um, and Tim Howard 
Mark Howard. Mark Howard, sorry. Uh, who's Tim Howard? I don't know. American um, keeper. Oh, it is, yeah. Um, Mark Howard was, um, I mean, he's made a great save at the end, um, but he's not looked comfortable all afternoon for me. I thought he really struggled. Uh, and I was waiting for him to throw one in his own goal at the end, to be honest. That that you know, I think that might have been the end of his career at Wrexham, to be honest. Um, but uh, he didn't cover himself in any glory, really. But that save at the end, probably, that save at the end and the win probably masks over a couple of his uncomfortable moments. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I agree with what you said about us looking comfortable or as comfortable as you can look against championship opposition because they're always going to cause you problems. And that's why they're playing three divisions higher. But we seem to almost stroll into a 4-1 lead. And I think we only looked uncomfortable once they went down to 10 minutes and brought some subs on um, and obviously scored two goals in quick succession. I agree in what you say in regards to the players who perhaps didn't have the best of games. I think Hall Johnson was okay. Um, I think McFadden was probably at fault for two of the goals. Um, yeah. The first one, I think he was running back to his own goal, dallied on the ball, lost it. They countered. And you make those mistakes against championship teams, they will punish you. The second one, I thought it was a foul on first viewing. Um, but after seeing the replay, there was, there was definitely no foul involved. And yeah, Mark Howard, difficult conditions for a goalkeeper if you're going to cut him any slack. But especially in the second half, he, he, was, he looked shaky. Um, and like you say, he almost chucked one into his own net from that corner towards the end. The free kick, I mean, two minds on at first sight. I thought he was at fault, but having seen it again, give him the benefit of the doubt. It was central and whipped into the, not the corner, but it was way towards his left. Um, Mate, you need to see that again. You need to see mm -hmm. it from, from straight behind the goal because it's a third of the way into the goal. <sighs> You see, at first viewing, because I was right behind the goal, I thought, yeah, he's not moved, what's he doing? But having seen the replay, because the ball is so central, I think one way you could criticise him is that he's gone a little bit too early to his right and he's sort of shown the, the free kick taker. Was it Casey Palmer? I thought he yes. was very good for Coventry. Yeah. Yeah. He was probably the man of the, the match. the post as well, didn't he, earlier on yeah. with one? Yeah, yeah. Um, you could argue he could do better, I'll give you that, but I don't think it's a, it's a howler. Um, it's just his overall display in that second half for me that was the worry. And I said to my friends during the game, I think it's time for Leighton to, to come back in now because we can't afford shaky goalkeeping when it comes to a title race. And interestingly, it carried on, really. Um, although he wasn't put under direct pressure, um, is sort of kicking and, you know, his distribution was really poor as well. I don't know who was, we'll go on to last night later, but yeah. uh, I was there and I can tell you his distribution and kicking was really poor last night. It was as if it had rattled him. So, um, yeah. so yeah. Um, Richie, what did you think of Coventry overall? I think Alex has obviously named <clears throat> their best player on the, get on the day, yeah. Palmer, without doubt. Um, I thought, obviously, he was their main threat and their force going forward. Um, I think just touch on our, our obviously, my me personally, them two wing backs aren't our first choice, or not my first choice. Correct. Yeah. Um, I think Mendy would have played if he was fit, obviously. Ford was rested or had done too many minutes, or for whatever reason he chose not to play him. 
Like, you know, that 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 was what it was. I think <clears throat> McFazdeen, I think lower league two is his level anyway. That's just my belief. Having watched him played all season, I still also thought that is a bit of a weak point where people can get at us. And maybe they did their homework and looked at that and thought a bit of pace, you know, a quick one two down that side might do as you know, we might get in a few times. Um I was disappointed really with Coventry. I thought they would give a, give a bit more really. Um I think we didn't play on the counter attack. We just took our chances when we got them, didn't yeah, we? we were just and we were clinical. We? Yeah. We were really, you know, lethal in front of goal. But then this is a team who scored nearly seventy five goals. So, you know, we're gonna be um whoever you're playing against, you know, if we'd had them chances against even a Premier League team, I think, we'd have took them. Um, it's getting in the positions to take them though, isn't it, as well, which we were key. I think when you said about Mullin, I think they couldn't cope with him because he just doesn't stand still, does he? No. He's always running along the back line. And I just to mention their goalie as well, I didn't think he uh, came out with any... Uh, no, you're right. I think he was nowhere, he was nowhere near any of the goals, was he? No. And it, it was interesting speaking to Miles because um, obviously at the end of last... Last week's podcast, I put the the conversation I'd had with Miles from Sky Blues Fans TV, uh, and he said the set pieces were a worry for him. And with the, uh, match of the day highlighted it, didn't it? You know, they just couldn't yeah. cope with our physicality from the set pieces. Really, you know, the fact that it was men that they were up against and rigid, strong men rather than you know young whippy teenagers um, that some of those lads might be used to playing in, like the under twenty threes or whatever. Um, but that's what they couldn't cope with. I thought, so. For, I mean, um, uh, for me, Tom O'Connor was the standout player. I just thought he did, he, he kind of did a bit of everything brilliantly and looked comfy on the ball. But who did you think, uh, who did you think, Richie, was the standout? Are you going to go with Mullin as the, the sort of the, the nuisance um, of the game or what? I think the driving force, obviously, you know, I, don't, I did predict Tom O'Connor would be his game uh, on the last pod. I said he would run the show because uh, that's his level. Um, so I'm glad he came to fruition to the front and sort of backed up what I said about him. It's got a bit then midfield too. Could you split Luke Young and Tom O'Connor though? Because I think Luke Young was a tremendous again on Saturday. Um, even better than what we've seen him in the league form. I think he accepted the challenge of playing against people higher up the pyramid, and he just him and Tom O'Connor. That was probably when we now say a midfield two. Them two just absolutely complimented each other, didn't they? They were all over the pitch, weren't they? Putting in tackles, their final passes were brilliant. And it was great, a bit more um, from Luke, is his attitude in geeing up all the other players as well. And they fed off, obviously, the fans behind the goal. But I've seen a bit more of him where you don't... You see it sometimes at the race course, but I felt Saturday he was a bit more vocal than what he normally is. Yeah, he's just not got a big booming voice because he's always talking. You can hear it at some grounds and others you can't. But yeah. he hasn't got that big booming sort of like a, you know, a, a big old centre half. You could hear him from everywhere. Um, so I think that's what that's what you're referring to. But then Elliot Lee come in again with, you know, dirt everywhere. He was sliding around Alex slide tackles. He was he, you know, he is, you know, he's relishing that at the moment and I think he relished being able to prove a point perhaps in that game. Yeah, I've said it a few times. It's not just his attacking uh, qualities which benefit the team; it's his defensive ones as well. He's got a hell of a hell of a challenge on him, and he and he's shown that on Saturday. Um, I think he looked comfortable. I'd say Championship maybe his level at the moment, based on his form and in his background and his prowess. Um, but I agree with you too. I think it was a toss up between 
Luke Young and Tom O'Connor for man of the match. Luke Young um, reminded me of Jay Harris away at Brighton about 10 years ago. Covered every blade of grass, high energy, tackling, leading by example. But I just gave it to Tom O'Connor because he had that bit of extra quality on the ball. I think the switch for the first goal was fantastic. Yeah. He looked comfortable on the ball. Obviously, he scored his goal right before half time, which was a, a huge goal for us. And he just showed his quality. He showed why he was a prominent League One player until he came to Wrexham. And he just shown us why he has played at the higher level um, for several years. And it's the player we wanted to sign last January, isn't it? It's finally coming to, yeah. to fruition. He's been excellent the past, was it, six, eight matches since he got into the team ahead of James Jones. And long may it continue. I think uh, I made a point before, Richie, I don't know if you saw, I retweeted something that you'd posted uh, about Luke Young. Um, And I think Luke Young is now benefiting from O'Connor being the man that sits. Um, So, you know, that's freeing Luke Young up to do a bit of more of what what he wants to do, which is... He wants to go forward, doesn't he? He wants to attack. Um, but obviously we've we've been asking him, we've been restricting him really. And I think last night again, but as I say, I don't want to go too much into last night, but we saw more of it last night. Although the legs were a bit heavier for O'Connor and you know, and everybody really. Um but I just think O'Connor is key because he lets the other two go to work. And I think that is helping the midfield work at the moment. Um, so I thought your point was absolutely right about Luke Young. But I think there is a reason why he's flourishing. And for me, it's Tom O'Connor. Yeah, we said, didn't we, a few weeks ago, is he a six or an eight? Yeah. Or the old four, what we used to call it. Um, but I think it's also, as much as O'Connor's got that, and he lets Luke Young go forward, they can just they can just interact, can't they? You can just swap over, yep. and you don't know the difference, do you? That and that's the key thing about it. And it it also does help to me a bit of old fashioned maybe, but the right foot, left foot in there, yeah, it does make of... a big difference as well. Yeah, yeah the first time ball. A lot of managers like it, especially at the back. If they play a back three now, it's becoming a bit very fashionable thing to to actually like where we have Tunnicliffe, People will specifically target left footed centre backs now. Um, to sort of sit in there because, uh, like you say, it's you know what what do you want to do as soon as you've got the ball? What what do you want to do with it? So, um, any questions about the 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 red card? Um, I was I was not expecting the red card. Uh, I could see we sort of got the gist from where we were. It was handball, but I never thought that he'd give a red card. I was expecting him to pull out a yellow card for some reason, but um, I don't think you know when you see it back on match of the day, it's a brilliant save, isn't it? <laughs> Well, it's, been, it's probably the best save any of their players did. It's better than their keeper made, isn't it? I agree, yeah. Yeah, so for me, there wasn't anybody anybody question it? No, having seen the replay, it's 100% a red card. It's denying a goal-scoring opportunity. It would have gone in if he didn't Definitely, save it. yeah. yeah Who hit card. it? I think, was it O'Connor that hit it? Clayworth. Oh, it was Clayworth, was it? Right. Clayworth, yeah. Clayworth nearly had an FA Cup goal. and uh, But that referee was appalling. He was a disgrace. Uh, even Coventry fans thought he was a disgrace. They definitely should have had a penalty. Uh, Reese Hall Johnson committed right in front of us a blatant foul, and I've no idea how the referee never gave it. Uh, and they were furious over that. But he was just, he, I, I, you know, it's, it beggars belief these referees, doesn't it? How bad they are. Normally, when you get sorry, go on. I'd say, well, normally when you get a game like that, the referee just goes unnoticed, doesn't he? Because he's let the game flow, and you know defence against attack all the time but it's a shame because he, he, he did his best at points to spoil it didn't he 
Yeah. Because some of the decisions he made were, like you say, you know, there was a good rapport with the commentary and the Wrexham fans before and, and even after the game and they were gracious in defeat. But so you just think, shake your head and you think, how has he made that decision? Yeah, I was baffled by some of those decisions. I think they had a shot in the second half, which clearly no one touched, which he gave a corner for. Yeah, I remember the one. Um, late on, that was, yeah. Late on, yeah. And you can see the Wrexham players were furious. Like, yeah. Furious is the right word, yeah. Um, I can't remember the challenge for the free kick, um, which led to the goal. I think it was Luke Gilman, it was. Yeah. yeah. Can't make my mind up on that one. No, I understand why. Um, I think it probably was, because Young doesn't argue too much about it. Um, mm. It probably was. But, um, uh, yeah, I just you, you just hope that as you go up the leagues that you're going to get better officials. And we, we, that fellow is. <laughs> but even they were saying, Coventry fans were saying they'd had him in a game recently and he was just as bad that day. So, you know, clearly yeah. he's, just, uh, he's just one of them, wasn't he? Just um, a word on the Coventry fans, actually. I thought they were really good. I um, did. They stay, stayed well, with them, didn't they? they yeah, 4-1 down, you expected a mass exodus, but especially that stand on the side to our right, which was virtually full, there was some good amount of noise being made by the fans in there, which added to the atmosphere. So, yeah. although they didn't win, well done, Coventry, for uh, contributing to the atmosphere. Yeah, I agree. Just it was just just all round a good day. Not the yeah. win. We got the win, but not the way I expected us to get the win. In the fact, I didn't expect us to sort of race away and then be sort of slowly pegged back. Um, but then I'm not sure how I really expected us to sort of win. But you, you don't think you're going to go four one up to you away at Coventry? <laughs> well, I, I didn't. Going well, off on a tangent as well, it was um, the whole match experience at the stadium was so much better than what we're used to in yeah. regards to. Half time, being able to get served within five minutes of joining the queue. Yeah, um, the pre-match songs they were playing got you in the mood. Pump-up songs. It was a much better match day experience um, than what we're used to. But then again, it is a purpose-built, yeah. state-of-the-art, out-of-town championship ground. Yeah, we went to Dylan's before, um, which yeah. was uh, a, a br the local sort of brewery that uh, Miles recommended, uh, and it's very similar in there. They had it was a sort of little industrial unit. It's a, clearly it's a brewery that they convert into a fan zone, and there was like five bars in there, so you were served relatively quickly, depending which queue you were in, um, and it was bouncing in there. So uh, yeah, you know, well, I guess that's what Wayne is hoping the turf will be. Um, you know, once they allow him to uh, do a bit more work in that little little area. So yeah, um, we went to um, we went to Hen Lane Social Club, so all the ones on the turf were there as well. So uh, we had a good day, good atmosphere there, and uh, just on the Coventry on the actual stadium and Hen Lane as well, putting little signs up in Welsh with a Wrexham badge. Um, it was to do with some some miners who found the social club. I know Coventry had some inside the ground as well, didn't they? I didn't see, um, I didn't see they, any, right? Yeah, they put some signs up, seen some people with some photos, which is a great little thing to do, isn't it? You know, they yeah. didn't have to do that, um, which was good of them. But, um, yeah, you know, let's hope the days of Boreham Wood away and uh, the Bromleys away, and we can get used to going to the Coventry's away. It'd be better. Yeah, that would be very nice. Pitch was good. Uh, uh, Miles had said that because there was no rugby on it, um, the pitch would be uh, was, would be good, and that 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 obviously helped us a little bit as well, doesn't it? Because uh, you know uh, we do like to, uh, in certain aspects, we do like to play a bit of football. So uh, yeah, I thought that well, that helped. I thought. Yeah, especially when you compare it with the pitch we played on last night. Um... 
which was a bit of a, a farmer's field. Um, but you're right, we like to play football, get the ball down and championship pitches, which are in good nick, certainly suits us. And we knocked it, the ball around really well in stages. I think the Olays came out at some point. It did. I was, I was cringing yeah. when we were doing that, thinking, oh, this, we're going to regret that. was a 4-1, yeah. yeah. wasn't it? So a bit premature. But hey, if you're stringing passes around against championship opposition, why not enjoy it? Yeah, Jokeres made a different for that a difference for them oh. when he came on. He has got that, but you can see why perhaps some Premiership clubs, I think Leeds were Leeds were the latest to, to be linked with him. Um, why they might be looking at him, thinking he might be worth a bit of a bit of a gamble because he did look, you know, he had that, that bit of class about him, didn't he? Yeah, he got it. I mean, I'd I'd say I'd say top top Championship, maybe bottom four Premier League. I didn't think he was that good. I've got to remember who he was playing against as well. Um, but I don't think he would go in the Premier League and set the Premier League alight. Um, he was all right. I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't. I heard somebody say he's worth 25 million and then fell out of my seat. When yeah, 15, I 15, they reckon he's going to go for. Um, but if it's Coventry, you know, like you said last week, they're not going to. They've got no ambition to get in the playoffs, I don't think. They'd love to, but I just think there's stronger teams there. They'll just take the money and run, I think. Um. And I guess that brings us on to the draw. I'm sure we were all sat at home watching the draw, hoping for a decent draw. And I will, I'll go on record to say I was really pleased with another game that at the race course, dare I say it, if they take their eye off the ball, that's a game that we can win. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, as I'm sure most people, was hoping for a top six side, um, preferably away from home. That was first choice. Um, and I've seen a lot, a lot of people turn the nose up at Sheffield United. You know, I think it's a really good draw. It's a massive club, team. You know. it's, a, it's a big club, this is. You know. Massive team. They're a Premier League team in all but um, yeah. name, aren't they? Um, great fan base, historical. I'm sure they'll sell out their 1,200 tickets or however much we give them in super no quick time. Yeah. Um, they'll make some good noise, have a good atmosphere. They're a good team. I'd bet a lot of money on them being in the Premier League next season. They may make a couple of the changes, which would obviously work in our favour. And I just think with home advantage, the form we're in, especially at home, no team's going to want to play us at the race course. And I think we've got a really good chance. And if we apply ourselves, if we can play our strongest team, I think there could be another upset on the card. So I'm happy with the draw. Really happy. Yeah, Richie, did you like that draw? I mean, they're second in the championship. They're five <coughs> points behind Burnley, um, but they're about nine points ahead of Blackburn in third. So that you know, this is these are no mugs, are they? No mugs at all. No, I think it'd be a really good game. Um, and like you say, with the home record, nobody wanted to come to the race course. Teams didn't back in the nineties, did they? In the two thousands, when we yeah. we had them in the FA Cup, they were like, oh no, we don't really want to go there because it is a graveyard, isn't it, for big teams? You know, we've had a few over the years. And I just think, you know what, we go out and enjoy it. And listen, I don't think it's going to be a 4-3, but, um, it, you know, it's going to be an enjoyable game. And it's a bit of a thank you and a bit of a reward for all the fans, isn't it, as well? Because, uh, you know, we've been there throughout the doldrums and non-league. And to see it, it's going to be rocking, full house. Like Alex said, they'll sell their allocation easy. Just be interested to see what where we get on the TV, what day that yeah. we picked for, really. I think that's definitely going to be a TV game because I, I think at worst S4C will take it. I'm adamant yeah. that they'll take it again, so I I don't think there's any doubt it'll be a, it'll be that. 
Uh, whether BBC or ITV take it is a different thing, but I definitely think that S4C will take it again. So therefore, it's definitely going to get moved from three o'clock Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think BBC or ITV will definitely take it. They're looking at the end of the day, where could there be a shock? Yeah. And I think we're the most likely lower league side to cause that shock. Um, Chesterfield, if they get through, Stevenage, um, potentially Stoke away. That's not really a glamour tie, is it? Um, I 100% think BBC or ITV will, uh, will pick it. Um, that just leaves what day or what time we're going to kick off on. You've got the Friday night option, Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, Sunday afternoon, Monday evening. I'm not sure what I'd want, to be honest. Friday night would be interesting. Friday night under the lights. Friday that night under of, the lights. That reminds me of football years ago, you know, when we uh, when we used to be able to uh, yeah to do that. Um, yeah, you'd have to I see. think it'd be the, the Sunday I pass for myself. That's what you... Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because obviously we don't know how the TV networks think, and we, and obviously do the clubs have any say? The police have the police obviously have a say, so um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. But I think I think it definitely gets moved from three o'clock. That's the only thing yeah. I know for sure is that it'll. It, it, I think it'll get it'll get moved. Um, all right, are we done with that? Should we? Which we? Uh, should we round up the, the the small bits of news before we uh, get into the juicy stuff? What do you reckon? That's one third of the treble done. Then, so now it's on to the next news. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> um, there isn't. I mean, there's not a lot of news really. Um, I guess the. Uh, I guess today there's some pictures of the cop disappearing slowly, uh, which is, uh, is quite sad. Uh, have you have yeah. you seen? Have you managed to see that? Or certainly on Twitter, people have been posting yeah. pictures. So that's going. <clears throat> I mean, it's getting dismantled quicker than I thought. I knew they'd done all that work at the back, but like it's coming down regardless. That is, isn't it? Obviously, because um, yeah. it's you know, there was that digger that was parked in the cop last night was pulling out most of it today. There's, I don't think there's much of it left now. No, it's uh, it is a shame to see it go. But as people say, time for change. Change things will come better. Um, it's just that you, you look at it now and you think how much land there is. It's massive, isn't it? It yeah, looks huge. Area. Yeah. Massive area for uh, and obviously the, looking at the the pictures of the new stand, you can see now why they need all that room. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Altrincham Friday night. Uh. Oh, well. Um. We'll we'll touch on what team we're going to be playing. I don't think it'll be. Uh, we won't see very many, if any, of those guys that we saw on uh, Saturday and last night. Uh, but that's on the streaming that now. Um, not sure I'd pay nine pound fifty for that game, given the fact that I know it's probably going to be our reserve team, stroke youth team now. Um, but at least though, people if people want to watch it, they can do. Um, so yeah, they they announced obviously that they're going to stream that. Uh, the Oval tickets are now on sale for the home game, so they went on sale today. Um, so they're on general sale, I think, uh, which is very rare. I'm sure it was general. I could be no wrong. members. Oh, was members. it members? Oh, I could yeah. my mistake. Um, so there's still some tickets for that game. Uh, Altrincham away tickets for the league go go on sale on Friday. Um, so that's Friday morning at ten o'clock. Um, so obviously we might. Uh, I'm not sure what our allocation is for that, but uh, for that league game. But uh, and we'll yeah, see the ticket holders only. I think first it is. Yeah, the first batch. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll sell that out, given the fact that it's it's as close as we have really. I think probably isn't it in terms yeah. of how far away it is. It's probably the close. 
probably the closest we have is technically i guess uh, i would think um so yeah that so there friday the scramble is on friday at 10 o'clock uh, at least that's through the club I mean, you know for the people who do say that season ticket holders should have some should get it first um it's through the club those um and then there was transfer news so i spent some time looking before uh, around all the usual sort of sources to see um if we're being linked with anybody or you know what's going on um and there's not a whisper not a whisper uh, which probably means we'll sign three players tomorrow because uh, that's what happens with Andy Cannon on it out of nowhere. <laughs> we signed him, yeah. Um, so yeah, not much going on there. Um, I'd, unless anybody's going to tell me they've heard anything different, um, but I couldn't, I couldn't dig up anything. I've seen nothing, mate. Absolutely nothing. People shaking heads, nothing, yeah. So, no, nothing on, nothing on transfer news. I've got. One piece of news to stick in just at the end. Oh, go you... on then, go on, because that, um, right, there's not much. There's not much news this week. We we haven't got time for news, have we? We're playing football all the time. <laughs> um, I've spoke to Barnet about our visit in April. Oh yeah. Um, as we've sold fourteen hundred tickets on the general sale, went mm-hmm. and there's one block left. Spoke to Barnet. I think it was Friday and got confirmation on Monday. Um, the remaining five hundred tickets will be sold through Wrexham. So oh, that okay. will be That's season ticket holders. So they've sold fourteen hundred general, right. and now the remaining five hundred will go to season ticket holders. Um, as and when, obviously, they're passing through to Wrexham, which is a strange way of doing it, isn't it really? But yeah, um, those season ticket holders have already scrambled to get the general <clears throat> sale tickets. So yeah, yeah. So it's a bit of a strange way, and then they did put the bottom. If these are unsold, they will be sent back to us, and uh, we'll put them on general sale again. I don't think oh. that's going to happen though. <laughs> okay, so at least at least there's some hope that we might have some more access to those tickets uh, yeah. for the people that want to go. That's good um, because obviously it's so far away. People don't necessarily know if they're going to have the money left or whatever, do they? You know, no, because times are hard. So uh, at least uh, those people that might have or have changed their mind or their plans have changed, at least they'll be able to uh, to maybe get a ticket. Okay. League title could be over by then, couldn't it as well? <laughs> well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, but we will use that as a, we will use that link um, uh, and segue into our uh, Vanarama uh, roundup when we come back. Should we have a look at the Banana Rama League and, uh, and <laughs> catch up? I, I, lo- I love I love the Banana Rama League. Um, so we'll have a look at that and, and uh, catch up. What do you reckon? Um, so yeah. we know where we are. So <clears throat> we'll do the usual thing. We'll we'll ignore the middle because it's you're irrelevant if you're in the middle. It's only the top and the bottom that we're interested in, is it? Let's look at the bottom then to start with this week, and we'll just have a look at who's in trouble. So Scunthorpe stick bottom still. Uh, I don't know if you've seen today. They've had another winding up order. Um, yeah, it's not good, is it? So uh, it's kind of start, and you know, it sounds like they're just being asset stripped. So. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. Whether they're going to have to be rely on some sort of fan take, some fan buyout, aren't they? Um, or they're going to end up getting kicked out of the league, and everybody who's had points against them will get taken off. So um, yeah, so they're in twenty fourth. Um, although they they beat Maidenhead um, at the uh, at the weekend because obviously some teams did play, didn't they? While we were in uh, yeah. FA Cup action, so they did win uh, against Maidenhead. Um, 
but yes, they, uh, they're still there, 19 points. Uh, then come Maidstone, interestingly. They've dropped quite, you know, quite significantly. And Maidstone fired their manager, didn't they, I think, this week? Yeah, they did. Um, they're the ones that sort of went, well, we've had enough of this now. They played a game more than Scunthorpe, and have, but have only got two points more. But they've lost five in a row, so um, yeah, they've sort of bitten the bullet. Uh, then come... Oh, go on. A new manager. Say that again. Guess who Maidstone have got in a couple of weeks? Wrexham. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. New manager bounce. Yeah, uh, it's happened twice already to us this season. I think Oldham was one of them, and I, oh, was it yeah. York was the other one? Yeah. So yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's the uh, if that's the case. So um, so yeah, uh, and I'll try and speak. To, we'll try and get Fred Atkins actually on the pod who did the. Um, who did the Gate Money documentary because he's a Maidstone fan. So I'll try and get him on to do some previews of that game um, with us. Uh, so 22nd then is uh, Torquay. They're sitting at the bottom and they're still down there, but obviously they've moved off the sort of bottom. Um, they've got uh, 22 points from 26. Uh, and then oh, because of Oldham spanked Dorking, um, that meant that they climbed out of the relegation zone and Gateshead dropped in. So... Uh, uh, I don't know if you saw the interview that uh, Mark White gave after that game. It was quite funny what he had to say about how basically how crap his defence was. I think, uh, for want of a better word, did anybody see that? Yeah, I'm I'm working my way through their documentary as well uh, on on YouTube. A bunch of amateurs, of one, I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm working my way through that one, but um, it's good. It's I really think good, if uh, if Fondop's got a hat trick, that just says it all, doesn't it? Really about their defence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope Dawkins stay up because yeah, yeah, a bit of a, yeah. a soft spot for them. Like Richie, I've seen most of the, uh, the YouTube episodes and Mark White comes across as a, as a decent bloke. I think yeah. when we played them away, he left a, a bar tab. Yeah. For the away fans. He, he, does, he does do that quite regularly, to be fair to him, by the looks of it. But, um, yeah. but he did no, it I for hope, us. I hope Dawkins stay up. Yeah, well, to be fair to them, they're 16th on 30 points at the moment. So, you know, they're... Uh, I think they've had some horrendous injuries. Obviously, their striker got injured against us, didn't he, to be fair? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he did his cruciate ligament against us. Uh, and I think they've just had horrendous injuries. That's been their problem. Um, yeah, Alfie Rutherford. Rutherford, that right. was it. Yeah. Um, that it was is. It. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then we go, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll ignore me mid-table and we'll, uh, we'll look at the top and the promotion spots, etc. So... Uh, Notts County remain in first place. So here's Not the import- important details. They've played 27 games and have 62 points. Um, now, they obviously, I think that was a bit of a Brucey bonus, the draw at home to Boreham Wood, because um, I wasn't expecting, I don't, I don't, I just assume that they're going to win those home games, don't you? Um, so, uh, so yeah, they've dropped points at the weekend, which was, uh, which was a real bonus for us, and meant obviously last night became really important for us. Um, so we obviously sit in second place. We've played twenty five. So we've played two games less, but we're now only three points behind. So um, you know it's in our hands again now. If we, uh, as long as we do better than Notts County, uh, the chances are that, given the fact that we're ten points ahead of third place, the chances are that we will probably be promoted. Um, so we've won four and drawn one of our last five. Um, and then come Chesterfield, who I said, again, again, had another game cancelled. It was Wellston again, I think, wasn't it? They had a waterlogged yeah. pitch again. Um, so that game uh, 
was uh, was cancelled last night. So they're on 23. So they played two games less than us. They've played four games less than Notts County. Uh, and they've got 49 points. So this is very skewed at the moment. We uh, we really could. Uh, it'd be nice to get it all level. Um, but uh, and then come before we go into some detail about future fixtures, let's just round up that top seven. So then we've got Woking, who are still doing really well. Uh, played 25, got 49 points. So they've got the same amount of points as Chesterfield, but they've played two games more. Then come Barnet again, but they drew uh, Barnet away, uh, away uh, home to Gateshead. So that's a bit of a shock, given that Gateshead have fallen into the relegation zone. So, uh, But Barnet look like they're going to be uh, there or thereabouts in the playoffs. Uh, Southend, a team that many people think will definitely sort of stay there, um, are still there, and Dagenham and Redbridge. So there's a real London sort of feel to that bottom, uh, that those uh, teams in fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Um, now it wouldn't surprise me if uh, next week, Alex, I don't know what your, your thoughts are uh, in that place, in place of that Chesterfield game, if we rearrange something, um, because obviously uh, it would be long enough to have a, a, a week's rest. Um, but also allow us to free up some time somewhere else down the line. So I just wonder whether we might try and bring something forward or see if somebody else isn't yeah. playing in cups or something. Yeah, it takes two to tango. So let's hope there is a team out there who fancies bringing a game forward. I think the one that's been mentioned is the Woking game, yeah, which is due to be played the 28th, um, which is a weekend we will play Sheffield United. So yeah. that... You know what? I'm not sure. I think the player, I know we'll go into last night later on in the podcast, but I think maybe we could do with the 10 days off. Get the old Trindon game out of the way on Friday, which will be a completely new team. Yeah, And it's not the end of the world if we don't play Tuesday and just have a big rest because that Coventry game took a lot out of us. Uh, the pitch isn't looking in great nick, so do we want to give the pitch a little bit more time to recover from the heavy rain we've had in the last week or so but I do get the argument of playing your matches getting points on the board and not having a big fixture backlog um, come the end of the season especially if we're in the, the Cups as well um, which put us on the backside at the end of last year so yeah. I'm not sure on this one really not sure um, it wouldn't surprise me if we booked in a game on the on the 17th which is the the free Tuesday we've got. Um, Notts County don't play that day either, do they? So it would be a great chance to put some pressure on um, and go level on points with them because we're three points behind, two in hand. I can see both sides of the argument. I'm going to sit on the fence and uh, say let's, let's wait and see. So let's just... Uh, us, us, the top three seem to be sort of separate so let's have a look what we'll do. We'll uh, we'll have a look at the fixtures uh, that are coming up for those top three, just the next couple. So obviously, um, uh, we'll look, we'll concentrate on league fixtures. We'll ignore Friday night for a minute. So in theory, our next game is at home, is away on the 21st of January. So 10 days time away at Maidstone. Uh, and then the Tuesday night, we're away at Gateshead. Um, so, you know, you can say what you want about away games, but, in you know, those are teams in and around the relegation zone, you would definitely hope to be going away to them and, uh, you know, causing some damage, wouldn't you? Um, then if we have a look at uh, Notts County, again, we'll ignore their FA Trophy game. Their next game then is the 21st of January, away at Chesterfield. 
And then a, a few days later, they're away at Solihull. So, you know, it's this is a bit tricky. This is starting to get a bit tricky for them now. Um, and then if we just look at Chesterfield, uh, uh, see they've got an FA Cup replay, so we'll ignore that. So they're home to Notts County, which if I remember right, that might be, if that, that Mark Griffiths stat said that they've got one game at home against the top 10. That might be their last game at home against the top 10 in the league. Uh, and then they're home to Aldringham, who I would expect them, personally, I'd expect them to beat, especially after a bit of transfer activity this week. They've taken Chesterfield's, they've taken Aldringham's best player, haven't they? Uh, I don't know if they've announced it yet, but Ryan Colclough's going to Chesterfield. So, um, so yeah, so we got, you know, interesting, I think, uh, that, uh, you know, them two playing each other and that solly all away game, which we know isn't easy. I think uh, they're in for a tough time, Notts County, Rich. Yeah, well, we'll go top next week because we'll beat Maidstone by more than 1-0, which means we go top before uh, Chesterfield play Notts County. <clears throat> so, and I fancy Chesterfield to do Notts County, to be honest. Um, Ooh, you think they'll, they'll have to sort of go for it, really, as well, won't they? They can't They can't be taking draws from those games. No. And then, obviously, with the, like you said about the Tuesday night game, they've got Solly all the way, and we're obviously away at Gateshead. The gap could start to appear, um, like we said in the previous pods, end of January will probably take over and then I think that's when the the stretch will go. But I, I'd keep next week free, I would, personally. Yeah, well I mean what do you Richie, do you think what do you think County will take from those games? Uh I'd say three points. I think they'll beat Solihull. Right. So you think they'll win that one? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they have got the best away record in the league. What do you think, Alex? Do you think they'll take those three points? Um I can't call the Chesterfield Notts County one. Can't call that one. I think they'll beat Solihull because Solihull just aren't the team they were and they're in bad form. I think they've lost Storer to um, Nuneaton. Released, he released him to Nuneaton, yeah. Carer's, think, uh, Keller has gone. He went back. He's gone back to Bradford, yeah. And I think they'll beat, beat, be, they'll beat Solihull. Um can't call the Chesterfield Knotts game. I think a draw is the best result for Wrexham in that, in that game. I would take a draw all day long. Maybe a Chesterfield win, because like you say, they've got the the most difficult running out of all the, the title contenders. Um, I actually think last night was a was a huge night in the in the title race, um, especially given the circumstances. Knotts County had a um, a Saturday off. And they probably looked at us beating, well, slogging it out against Coventry, then having a tricky match at home to Bromley. And they probably thought... They'd drop points. We could, we could make ground on Raul, further yeah. the gap on Wrexham here. Um, and especially after us going 1-0 down, they were probably licking their lips. But I know we'll speak about the Bromley game later, but for us to come from behind and then for drop points... I think that's a huge psychological blow we've dealt Notts County. And I'm not sure if you saw Luke, I forget their manager's Williams. name. Yeah, I saw his interview. Luke Williams. <laughs> yeah. He was asked about um, his position um, yeah. in regards to the Portsmouth speculation and transfer speculation around his own players. And I don't think he sounded that convinced that A, he's going to stay at Notts County and B, he's going to be able to keep his best players. So... January could be a huge month in the fact that Notts County and Chesterfield play each other and 
I think it's pretty much um, common knowledge now that um, the county's manager is being earmarked for for the Portsmouth job. So be an interesting uh, couple of weeks, that's for sure. Yeah, that's quite interesting because I watched that interview and thought he because uh, I've been watching a few of his interviews and I didn't I I was less con I, you seem convinced that he there was some ease there I guess whereas I wasn't because he and he actually said there's been no bids for any of his players which I find oh, I find that hard to believe but I guess you know there's a difference between a bid and an inquiry isn't there so you know um, but I'm surprised by that if that's what if 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 that's the truth I would have thought somebody would have at least tempt tried to tempt him by now um but I don't think Pompey is the job he will take anyway given the disarray at Pompey um I don't think that's the one um but he might take another one if something else comes up and he gets offered it um but I, I just would don't, uh, don't think Pompey's the one I think just on what Alex obviously I watch it as well I, I go with what Alex's theory uh did you actually see the Bourne Wood manager after him yeah, I, I saw somebody, had, he'd said that they were the better team than us, didn't he? Yeah. I saw that, but I didn't see his interview, Luke Gerrard. Yeah, I watched, the, I watched the whole interview, and let's just say, if Luke Williams is going, I think Luke Gerrard just put his name in the hat, because he couldn't have praised them anymore, mm. saying how the better team and all that, whatever, um, how they have the most shots between the 18-yard box and the 6-yard box, and, and all this and ever. But, and like somebody put on one of the comments, they've played two games more than us, that's why they've got more stats. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what, Luke Garrard loves a soundbite, doesn't he? I swear every time he plays us, he's always very complimentary. Yeah. He'll pluck a couple of players' names and he'll talk about our tactics. And people buy that. And that's why when Parky was in trouble, not in trouble, but under pressure last yes. season, people were saying, oh, let's bring Luke Garrard in, let's bring Luke Garrard in. But I don't think he's that good of a manager. But to be it's fair, the budget Boreham would have got, he's not, he's not achieved amazing things. Yes, they've had a few decent FA Cup runs, but I'm not fooled by the, the sound bites he gives in interviews after games. No, I think the thing was at the time that that pressure was on Parky, they were, Boreham Wood were near the top of the table and on a cup run, which took them to the fifth round. Um, but what then subsequently happened was there, it was too much for them, wasn't it? Um, and their season yeah. collapsed, didn't it, basically? Um, and again, this season, this sort of stat, there was a, a spell where they were doing really well. Um, and yet now, uh, I'd have to check exactly where they are. But 11th, is it? Is it they're mid table, sort of ish, aren't they now? Yeah, 11th. Um, with 33 points, you know. So, uh, whilst they can get in the playoffs, they're nowhere near fighting for the top. So, um, so I think that's why there was that sort of, not a clamour, but I think that's why his name was being thrown in the hat, is what I would say. Yeah. Um, so, okay, good. I think, you know, we're in a good spot. I, we're, we're, to, be, to be fair, we're where I wanted us to be. I, I all along said, I hope we're sort of in second. Somebody else is uh, taking all the plaudits. Um, and then when the, when the uh, season gets sticky, which is what Luke Williams was referring to about how the games come thick and fast and his squad isn't as big as ours, that's when we'll kick on. And I think we're about to go. And the, these fixtures, to me, look like... We're going to see that switch now. That's, am I, I, you know, is that what we're saying? I, I think it's an absolute dream for us. Chesterfield games being cancelled. I think them drawing in the FA Cup was is brilliant for us because 
obviously they've got lots of counties to play, haven't they? Yeah. And we now we that won't be rescheduled to say February now, and we've got this run of games. So, <clears throat> not that I think we will lose, but I just think we'll have that buffer. Uh, that even if we manage, you know, it's a draw at home to them, it won't make a big difference to us. Um. Yeah, I think. Uh... It's hard to hard to say that until we know what's gone on in the other games, isn't it? Um, a, a defeat, a, a draw probably doesn't lose doesn't lose you the league, but uh, it definitely won't win you the league. That will it. But um, you know, especially after getting tanked away by them. Um, so let's have a look at last night then. Bromley rolled into town. Um, I was uh, I was worried. I thought that our legs would still be in Coventry, and they were. I was waiting for Michael Cheek to just score a goal out of nowhere. He didn't. Um, it was uh, I can't remember what the fella's name was that scored, but it was a bit against the run of play, I thought. Um, but it wasn't. It was. It was a nervy start, wasn't it? <coughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's... I, um, I watched it on TV, and it was always going to be a slow start. Um, a because of the pitch. B, because of the kind of team Bromley are, they're a nasty team to play against. And C, you're obviously coming off the back of a, a famous FA Cup win, which has probably taken a lot of energy out of the players. Um, and you can't blitz every single team who come to the race course every time. It's going to be hard in some matches. Um, and I'll give you two sound bites now. One, that's our biggest win of the season. Yeah. Two, they're the kind of games which champions win. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I, as I said, I was worried. I wouldn't have been bothered if we'd have called it off because of the weather. I thought they'll be dead on their feet, and uh, it proved out that that's that's what they looked like. But let's have a look at the uh, the, the the crux of it. So uh, we made some changes, didn't we? We brought Ford, Hayden, and Palmer in um, back into the side. Which meant Reese Hall Johnson, who looked injured to me when he went off the other day. I don't know whether it was cramp. I haven't heard anything, um, but he looked injured. Um, him, Cleworth, and Dolby dropped out. Um, but other than that, it was business as usual. Um, goal scores. Obviously, Mullin got the penalty, and who got the first goal? God, I've lost me. Tr- uh, Mullin got the equaliser, and then James Jones scored the uh, the uh, the winning goal, didn't he? When he came on as a sub later on. Um, yeah. And. It was the timing of that getting that equaliser just before half time because we were we were sloppy, sluggish. There was not a lot of movement. There was a bit of frustration in the crowd, um, and you know I think that that sort of that that fed onto the pitch because um, you, you know it we, there was no mo- there was no that, that that fire wasn't coming from the players was it? <coughs> no, we had a few uh, misplaced passes, um, and I think. We were stuck in second gear, some players, which I think it, you know, was, was going to happen. You know, like I say, he made three changes. How many more could he have made? I don't think he could have really. I think he was at his limit to what he did there. Um, but I think, like you say, that the penalty was a massive turning point in the game. I think they could have gone down to ten men, if I'm honest. Before that, yeah, there's a horror challenge. Challenge, which, uh, which, which again just goes down to the referee and the officials, doesn't it? Which, yeah, how that wasn't a red card, I don't know. Um, but we come out second half with you. We'd gone up two gears. He'd had you know a bit of fire in their belly, and and I just think from the whole team, we just seen that we went there. I'd like us to got a third, because um, I think at the end there was still a few too many free kicks, wasn't there? Given given away on the edge of our box, allowing them to curl a few balls in, which and yeah. the one fizzed right across the face of the goal, didn't it as well? Yeah. Um, which is a bit hairy, scary. But 
we're always going to score goals, aren't we? And um, and like Alex said, that's what happened. Champions win them games. You find a way, don't you? Somebody comes off the bench, gets you the goal. You know, you know I'm glad it was for James Jones, to be fair, because he can't do no more. Them three in front of him are playing really well. So he's got to take as many minutes as he can when when he gets his chance. Yeah, I, I, it was uh, it, you know, it took a bit of a deflection, but that's your luck's in sometimes, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I think last night, I'm sure Parky would have been thinking to himself, "Oh, I wish Andy Cannon was fit because I'd be playing. I'd have had him on the pitch by now." Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and I bet he wishes he had another forward that he could have perhaps uh, utilised uh, some fresh legs because. Um, well, I, I guess you were hinting at something with to do with Ollie Palmer before, Rich. Uh, uh, yeah, Alex, sorry, I think it was you, was it? Uh, were you referring to his dog? Yeah, um, I didn't know about his, his personal situation watching the game last night, and I oh, I thought he was awful, um, way off it. As he has been in the last couple of games, to be fair. Um, but you have to remember, he's, he's a human being, and... I'm sure a lot of our listeners, I'm sure you guys are animal lovers, and to lose your your animal, your best friend, after having it for so many years is is traumatic. And I don't care who you are, if you go to your place of work when you've got that on your mind, you're you're not going to perform as well as you are um, in a normal um, frame of mind. So, yeah, give Ollie Palmer a lot of sympathy. You can understand why he was off the boil last night. Um, and I think now the time off will probably help him. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if he was in the squad, let alone the starting eleven um, on Friday. And um, maybe Phil Parkinson will will say to him, "Look, just take the weekend off, coming for training on Monday, and we'll we'll go ahead for the for the Maidstone game on the Saturday." Um, so yeah, that was it, and he's. Put a lot of stories on Instagram um, last night and today, which has been quite sad. So you can definitely sympathise with him. Yeah, uh, there was no hint of that. I don't think was there before. I think it was just the last sort of since last night. Really, those of uh, those uh, stories appeared of his. Uh, yeah. It looks like it's his long-term family dog, doesn't it? Um, that they've had for however many years. So, uh, so I yeah, that's uh, I don't know. You know that. That might have been the answer to what, what what in his performance. It might not be the answer, but um, it gives you something to uh, something to think about. But I think the the common thing that everybody said about last night was that you know those are the games that win your leagues, aren't they? Where you're not playing well for whatever reason. In our case, it was because what would it have been seventy two hours earlier or whatever we'd left ev- left everything there in Coventry. Um, but you know, you find a way to win, and you know, fire a deflected James Jones shot from the edge of the box. We've found a way to win. Um, so you know, it doesn't matter how you do it; you've just got to do it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so another thing which which champions do get a lot of is luck, and obviously you've got the deflected goal, which is a bit of luck. I think they came very, very close to scoring at the end with that header, which was flashed across goal. Again, well, for a throw in, didn't it? <laughs> that was the that was the weird thing about it. Yeah, it was close to going. Obviously, cheap was at the back post. Um, that could have gone against us as well. So it's that little bit of luck in these games as well, which you need. And I'm going to go out there and say it. I think last night proves why we'll be um, champions come the end of the season. We've got the strength and depth coming off that bench. You compare our bench this season to last season. 
Um, no disrespect to these players, but when you're trying to win a game, instead of having McAlinden or Ponticelli to to take off the bench, you've got quality players in James Jones and even Sam Dalby, who, um, you know what, in recent matches has, has really proven me wrong. Richie said before we... Well, we didn't slate him, but we certainly weren't complimentary about him after his performances over Christmas. But his performance against Coventry and his performance against Bromley coming off the bench last night, him and James Jones changed the game. And full credit to Dolby because um, he's helped us win that match. And there's probably two, in my mind, people who did the most for us in that match. A, Phil Parkinson. Yeah. Making those substitutions, bringing free up on top, um, which was a brave call, got it spot on. And I said this on Twitter last night, which and the tweet got uh, a lot of interactions. Ben Toza, absolutely superb. Um, I was only watching it on TV, but there was two or three moments in that game where he reminded me of Van Dyke. I think one of their players in the second half was almost through on goal, and he Instead of going towards him, he backed off, backed off, backed off, backed off. Then at the most crucial time, charged in and cleared the ball away. And he's been on top of his game now for probably half the season. And I don't think he probably gets the praise that he deserves um, compared to other players. I'd have him up there as one of the, the player of the season contenders based on his last 15 or so matches because he's been absolutely immense. Doesn't put a foot wrong. Obviously, his long throwing is a huge asset as well. Um, and I think that centre-back trio of him, Hayden and Tunnicliffe is certainly going to help us win the league. Yeah, I, I, I would agree about Tozer. I think uh, he scores wonder goals now and again as well, which is important, mm. isn't it? Now, you know, I'm thinking back to Oldham and uh, so mm. around that time, I think he scored two or three. Um so yeah, I, I would agree that uh, that back three is uh, it's there for the season now, injury permitting, isn't it? Because obviously Hayden came back in after the uh, after the injury, um, and you know it's it, it's a funny one really, but I think um, I don't I don't it sounds sounds awful to Max because obviously we look good with Max, but they've gone up a, they've gone up a level, haven't they? they've gone up a gear uh, since Tony Cliff came in. Yeah, I think ever since, was it the Barnet game when we lost 7-5 at home? Yeah. Um, I think the change was was made soon after that. And we certainly haven't conceded many goals in the league, have we, since um, since the middle of October. We've been rock solid. I think we've got the best defence in the league we're now joint, as well. I think we're joint best. I'll check it, but I think we're joint best. Um, I think Southend might be up there, actually. They are. They're, they're the same. Yeah. I think us and them have only conceded 21 goals. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, it's a good platform, isn't it? Especially when you've got all that firepower up front as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, overall, I thought, uh, I thought Parky was brave switching to the diamond again and going sort of uh, put, sticking Mullin at the, the attack of it because I thought Palmer was going to come off for Dolby. Um, but he didn't. He kept him on, didn't he? And um, sort of really went for it. So I think Parky deserves some uh, some credit for that, like you were saying. Um, what were you thinking when the subs were coming on, Richie? Um, yeah, I think it needed to be changed up. To, and I think it, he was never going to take Luke Young off in midfield, was he? Um, and I think O'Connor, 
O'Connor actually the first fifteen minutes of the second half, I thought he got it. He got his form back, didn't he? He sort of got over that uh, the hangover from Saturday, so to speak, in football in terms. But then again, there's a stat that Parky said that it was the most we've run as a team, wasn't it, all season as well, which can be understandable playing against a higher opposition. But I think I'm glad that he changed the game because we've changed it before, haven't we? And put Palmer and Dalby up front, and then Mullin just sits in behind him, doesn't he? And then we ask Lee to go to the left, which he naturally does anyway a lot in the games, doesn't he? Does, he? Yeah. he just prefers to go out to that position. So we settled in quite well. And um, I mean, I was a bit at first, I thought, oh, I thought Ford was getting in every time down that right hand side. Um, and I thought, oh, is that going to mean we're going to lose a bit of attacking prowess down that side with him? But it didn't it didn't affect us as much as I thought it would. Um, and I think it's good to see that because how many times have we stood here on Saturday and said, Oh, I wish he'd change the formation, or I wish he'd change this. Or he's still rigid, rigid going. It's three five two, and he did change it, and it worked. And you know, and that's what he's paid the money for, isn't he? Yeah, that that uh, that sort of four four two diamond that we switched to um, is definitely his plan B. Um, it's his go to yeah. now in it when he's chasing a game. Um, he'll let the fullbacks go full on bomb mode, um, and uh, he overloads the midfield um, centrally and just sort of bludgeons the uh, the opposition. Um, but again, I was, we hinted at it before how his distribution was poor. Um, a lot of the time, he just wellied it over everybody to nobody um so i just i wonder whether he's starting to feel a bit of pressure i wonder if leighton's finding a bit of form in training and uh started to put a bit of pressure on him um it would be nice because uh i well i, I think the majority of us who've watched rexham for many years are big fans of leighton and I, I i would love to see him back in that side once he's fit and healthy and i fully expect him to play on friday night does anybody think he won't no, I think Leighton Leighton will play now. It's not definitely. going to be like Calderbank Park or Watson. I think it's definitely going to be uh, Leighton, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Bromley, tough side. Um, does it, I mean, they're horrible side. They remind me of what Solihull used to be. Um, so I was glad to get that out of the way. Um, uh, and it was like you say, it was a massive win. That's potentially the point that we'll look back on at the end of the season and go, that was the night where... We got the results in a difficult circumstance that started our run to the championship. I think personally, um, so we go. I on think to... it's quite oh, uh, it's quite interesting just on that. That I think if we'd gone and lost three 0 on Saturday, I think the tempo would have been completely different from the start. You know, I think it was the fact that the euphoria of the win and everything that goes with it and the massive high that we were on. Um, you know, yourself. You know, you imagine when you've had some really really good news or. You know, like a birth of a child, and you've gone back to work, and it's just about like, oh my god, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it the footballers are human beings, aren't they, as well? And you know, it was a massive, you know, they're doing a bit more. I mean, we're used to the media and the press now because of the owners and the profile, but it was a bit extra, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? How yeah. many a oh, bit more demands on them. And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just think, you know, and no disrespect to Bromley, but it, it didn't matter who we played, you know, I think it, a good job it wasn't to all sort of one of the top teams yeah. in the division because yeah. we could have found ourselves Been a couple punished. of goals down. Yeah. Okay. What so did we... you um, think of the, very quickly, what did you think of the atmosphere last night? It looked uh, a bit flat on TV. It was, yeah, well, it was because, it you know, the atmosphere was just so, it was a bit similar to what Richie was saying about the players. The atmosphere was so good. Um, you know, uh, at the weekend, it was always going to feel a little bit less. And then the team didn't really start brilliantly, so they didn't feed the atmosphere, did they? 
So I, I would agree with that. It was a, just a little bit under what you would expect it to be normally. Yeah, I think the atmosphere half, for uh, most of the season. Sorry, Rich. I think the atmosphere for most of the season has been quite disappointing, actually. Um, interesting. All right, we'll save that one for another debate for another day. On, because, uh, I think uh, that would be an interest. That's a very provocative uh, argument that you've just started there, Alex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we we'll, we'll go to Altrincham on Friday. He can play who he wants, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I don't care who he plays. I am going to the game. I expect it to be mainly kids now, given the fact that, obviously, uh, you know, um, he sort of had to use so many players and players have played that I didn't think were going to be playing. Um, so I suspect we'll see Lennon, Leighton. Any, anybody think we might see anybody else? Um, I don't know where Hazana is, whether he'll get uh, too soon for him, it feels like, but... I think Max will play as well. Clareworth might play, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping Cannon makes an appearance as well. Cannon will play, yes. Yeah. Uh, but that's and, probably um, from the first team squad. That'll probably be I'm not sure he'll play Dolby, do you? I think James Jones will play as well. I do think, you think he'll, he'll give him some... some minutes to keep him... Yeah. Uh... Mm, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, but other than I didn't that... Know... I... Sorry, I didn't know about the Palmer situation until so you guys mentioned it. I hadn't seen it. Um because I'll, that what my thinking would have been is the lad needs maybe a little bit of confidence, but having what you've said, I completely understand that if he was given the weekend off. There's no way, yeah, there's no way he'll be playing given the, the running he's done. Um, so it'll be the Kai Evanses, the Austins maybe, you know, Bicker uh, staff. staff. Yeah. Um, it'll be that that sort of team, and I don't think anybody would be. Oh, I know there's a lot of people who really like the trophy, but I think given how important promotion is, if we go out, I honestly, I this this season, I don't care. Does anybody else? I think uh, <clears throat> as a winning squad that we've got, I think them players are going to be really hungry. Um, I actually fancy us to win it on on Friday, maybe in extra time. I just think them players, it's a free hit for them, isn't it? a bit like Saturday with the first team. Uh, I know Altrincham have, didn't play, did they? They've had a good week off and obviously they're full-time now. But I just think, you know, Leighton's a massive competitor, isn't he? Leighton won't want to lose either. And I actually think uh, he's starting to, he, he's going to say, well, if I have a good game here, I've got half a chance against Maidstone. Okay. Well, we'll come back next week um, and we'll see how we've done. Um, and we'll see what games we've got to come in it. Telling everyone to listen to me. Someday we will be back in the football. It's time for the dulcet tones of Mr. Neil Smith, who goes under the guise of 1987 till present, who's performing a song written by his brother Adam Smith, which is called Someday. Someday is a song about Wrexham AFC, and you're you're able to buy this song with profits going to Mind Charity. So if you go over to Bandcamp and look for 1987 till present, they're also on Twitter as 1987 till present. You'll find uh, Neil Manning the Manning the site there. So here's their brilliant song someday to play us out. That's been a football club yeah, since 1864. 
trying to do the town or city proud. Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground. Back in the football league 